Welcome back, everybody. Uh, this is the second podcast for the month of October. Um, today's podcast will have a theme, that being Halloween, so we'll be talking about horror movies you should be checking out. Now, I know personally that you know a lot of my friends really aren't into horror movies as much as I am, and a lot of them don't really know what to rent when it comes to the week of Halloween and a Halloween night. Because some people want something scary, some people aren't great with fear, so they want something funny, others want something gory. Everyone wants something a bit different. So I thought I would break down a bunch of really great horror movies into categories depending on what you like. And there's a category for just about anybody, whether you're looking for a really independent, not well-known horror film. You're looking for the goriest horror film you can find. You're looking for a classic. Or you're looking for just... You know, if you're watching kids on Halloween uh, and you have to put on something that's kid-friendly, I've got a bunch of recommendations for you depending on, on uh, what you should be looking for. And always there, there are a few favorites I'll be throwing at the end that I think everyone should check out no matter, no matter who you are. So um, let's get started. This first category is for people who are not a big fan of actually being really frightened during a film. And it's the funny horror movie category. Um, some horror movies are actually spoofs made to be funny, like the scary movie franchise, and others I think are unintentionally funny, but they're so stupid you can't help but laugh. So the first film I have is Shaun of the Dead. It's from the UK. If you liked Hot Fuzz, if you've ever seen the, the show Neighbors, you'll love Shaun of the Dead. It's kind of a spoof and a tribute at the same time to the zombie you know, movie genre. It's extremely funny about how these guys go through their everyday lives and how, how everything is so similar every day that finally, when zombies start taking over the neighborhood, they don't even realize it. And eventually, it's a little bit thrilling here and there. They have to fight their way off, you know, to, to save the people they love and, to, you know, try to defeat the zombies. But it's a really, really funny film. It's absolutely hilarious. Um, it's a big cult hit now. Just check that out. If you also want another funny film, you can go old school and get um, Young Frankenstein. Mel Brooks film with Gene Wilder in it. It's a classic film. If you liked Blazing Saddles or any of those, uh, this, is, this is positively perfect for you. It's really a comedy um, about the grandson of Victor Frankenstein. He inherits the castle and is trying to deny not only who he is, but um, his future in creating another monster like his grandfather. So much that he goes around calling himself Frankenstein instead of Frankenstein. Uh, it's got a hilarious cast. It's really, really goofy. It's off the wall. Um, but I promise you'll you'll definitely get a really great laugh out of it, you know. And I think it's something, a movie that everyone should own, too. It's just a really hilarious movie. And it's always on TV. So if you can't catch it or rent it for Halloween, you know, watch for AMC or... Um, any of those cable channels where it's on demand, they usually have it. The other film is Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Now, I think that this was supposed to be a little goofy, but I think uh, the level of humor that you get from this film was unintentional. Granted, it's really hokey, uh, and it's really silly and really dumb. And when I first saw it, I think I was about 12, and my cousin Anthony brought it over, and we laughed the whole way through it because it was so horrible. Um, if you're going to watch this movie, number one, make sure no one who's with you is uh, extremely afraid of clowns because the movie is exactly what it sounds like, killer clowns from outer space, and you're only going to be afraid if you're absolutely petrified of clowns. 
which I'm not. I just hate clowns, but I'm not petrified of them. Um, but this movie is probably best seen when intoxicated. I'm not condoning going out and getting drunk, especially if you're underage, but it's probably best after you've had some alcoholic witch's brew or orange jello shots or whatever Halloween concoction you can come up with uh, that has some shot of something in it. Because otherwise, you know, if you're not in the right mood and you're not drunk or maybe high, I don't really know, you're probably not going to get the great of a laugh out of it. So if, if you're, everyone you're with is really drunk, put it on, everyone will get a really good laugh out of it. Otherwise, you're probably better off sticking with the other two. Now, if funny isn't your thing and you're looking for something different, something more exotic, you should look to foreign horror movies. It's really hard today to pick out a really good foreign horror film because there's so many to choose from. Um, American directors have been latching on, especially to the, the Asian filmmakers. You know, we had The Ring, we had The Grudge, they're now doing um, A Tale of Two Sisters. These type of films are all being remade. So how do you really weed out the trash from, you know, what's great? Well, I have a couple of things for you. The first is from the UK, it's 28 Days Later. It was a really big hit. It's more of a thriller than a horror movie. Uh, has a slightly political message thrown in there. But it's an extremely great film. Killian Murphy, his breakthrough role, amazing film. Um, more, as I said, more thrilling than, than really frightening. Uh, but if you're a girl and you watch the film and you've never seen it before, watch um, the, the army, the, the military men, in the film, you'll really get creeped out by them. They're, they're a really uh, interesting bunch of, of people that they come in contact with. Also, um, Guillermo del Toro's De Devil's Backbone. Um, this is supposed to be set in the late 1930s. Uh, civil war going on in Spain and young men who are sent to an orphanage to be cared for while this bloody civil war is raging on. And while they're... Uh, they're they have some mysterious encounters with a ghost of a dead young boy. And there's a whole story that ensues after that. And, of course, one of the young men who lives there has to figure out what the, the dead boy's uh, ghost is trying to tell him. It's not really scary, but it's a very interesting plot. And, you know, Guillermo del Toro also did Pan's Labyrinth, which was also an amazing film, a bit more sad than I thought it was going to be when I saw it. But um, he has a great imagination, and it's a really great film, so you should definitely check that out. Uh, but if you really want a prime horror film, go to some of the Asian countries. They're amazing. And the one I have to recommend comes from Japan, and it's called Audition. Any really big horror movie fan knows about Audition. I mean, you, you can't miss it if you're a big horror movie aficionado. Uh, basic plot line is an old older man who's widowed is persuaded by his son to start dating again so he goes to his friend who's a director and uh, the director says all right well we're gonna we're gonna hold open auditions and pretend like we're we're looking for someone in a film but you can check out these young women and see if you want to date any one of them so of course he picks out this one very beautiful soft-spoken very shy looking woman and um you know, she looks very friendly, very unassuming. Of course, she's not. Uh, this film, I won't go into further detail, but it's fairly shocking. 
It's probably one of the most disturbing films you'll see. There is gore that both you see and gore that you don't see. Meaning, you'll see some disturbing scenes, but at the same time, you will also have scenes where you're not seeing it, but you're hearing it, you know what's going on. Um, it's, a f as I said, fairly disturbing. Most people, it's one of those films you only want to see once, maybe twice at the most. You uh, don't want to see it, you know, over and over and over again. Uh, but it's a very good film. I don't know if it's really up everyone's alley, but if you're looking for something different, and you're looking for something creepy, something disturbing, something that has some gore in it, something that has a little bit of horror in it, and a thriller, Audition is the way to go. And if you're a guy, the female lead, she's absolutely beautiful. She may be a nightmare to date, but she's absolutely beautiful. She's very stunning. So definitely go see Audition. Okay, so I know what some of you are thinking now. Uh, what's the next category? And do we get to see any old horror films? Okay, maybe you're not thinking that. But one thing that our generation is lacking is real knowledge of old horror films. I'm not necessarily talking about seeing, you know, Nosferatu or something like that. That's very, very old. But, I mean, 50s, 60s horror films, you know, Alfred Hitchcock and things. Um, I know one problem is, you know, our generation sees the birds and we kind of laugh because we grew up with Jurassic Park. So these fake birds are not really going to scare us. But there are definitely... Uh, some horror films out there that are old and worth seeing. My pick is the old version, the original version of The Haunting, not the new one. I cannot stress this enough. The new one had bad acting, uh, they, they complicated the plot, and they added in special effects, which was not needed. That was the great part of the original. The original film had no special effects. What scared you was just what you heard. You had to imagine everything else. The plot line we've seen, well, our generation has seen a million times because they do it all the time now. Um, a group of people is invited up by a researcher to this old, very beautiful, but creepy looking mansion. And all these people have had experiences that were paranormal in nature. And um, while up there, some creepy things start happening with ghosts. And as I said, you never see anything. But somehow... Uh, those spirits are attracted to one woman in particular in the house. Um, it's shot entirely in black and white. It's an amazing film. It's one of the few films that actually scared me. I remember seeing it when I was probably 13 years old. Uh, we rented it. My dad turned off all the lights. And just that scene of the old woman saying, you know, no one will hear you scream. No one's going to come, you know, at night in the dark. You know, the whole idea that you're locked in this house. So, it was an absolutely fantastic movie. Definitely see this one. Don't see don't see the old one. But there, uh, there are other really great older movies, too. You know, you've got The Wicker Man. Um, I don't want to spoil anything. The old version, not the new version again. The Nicolas Cage one I saw on a plane flying to Amsterdam was terrible. Uh, the Bad Seed, The Other. The Other, not The Others. Different movie. You know, Evil Little Kids. Things like that. There's some great older movies you should see. And, of course, anything by Hitchcock. Uh, Psycho, The Birds, things like that. Amazing, amazing films that you can watch uh, for horror movies or for thrillers during the horror season. Um, if you like a particular type of horror movie, particularly the ones relating to the devil, you know, let's say you're not into aliens, you're not into ghosts or monsters, but you're, you're kind of into the whole demon spawn thing, 
obviously check out The Exorcist. Uh, I know that, that everyone here has checked out The Exorcist and some people don't care for it and that's fine. But it's one of the main movies you should see. Uh, the Omen, the original one, is my favorite. But the, the new one actually wasn't bad. It stayed pretty true to the original. Uh, check that out. The idea of, you know, son of Satan walking on earth. And uh, Rosemary's Baby. I think this one kind of gets overlooked um, when you have the omen and the exorcist and things like that. The idea of a woman who thinks she may be carrying the son of the devil. It's a really good film. It's kind. Of, it's, a, it's a thriller. And if you're a girl and watching this, this movie kind of horrifies you, <laughs> to be honest. And it has a great ending that you don't necessarily see coming. Um, but it's a great example of... of some some older horror movies um, that uh, can scare the hell out of you. And Rosemary's Baby is definitely a creepy, creepy film. And uh, if those aren't good enough for you, and you want something more realistic, and when I say realistic, I mean supposedly based on a true story. And when I say supposedly based on a true story, I say that because I don't believe in possession, and I don't believe in ghosts or anything like that. But for those of you who do, and you want to see something that supposedly was inspired by true events, uh, the one main movie I pick out for you is the Amityville Horror. For those friends of mine who are listening who went to Hofstra with me, you should be familiar with the Amityville Horror, just because we went to school, but pretty close to Amityville, where this took place. A uh, little background on the Amityville Horror, for those who don't know. It's supposedly based off a true story. There was uh, a guy who supposedly lived there, he wrote a book about his experience, and it was later made into a movie with James Brolin in it. And um, the house is still there. You can go to Amityville, Long Island, see the house. I've seen it with the, with the creepy windows that look like eyes. Uh, and I'm just going to warn you. You can look at it two ways. You can either say this really happened in this house, or this guy who was, suppo- who was supposedly in a lot of debt tried to make his way out of debt by writing a book about his house being possessed and it worked, and then it got made into a movie, and he became a millionaire. I'm a little bit more cynical, and I tend to believe that uh, he was a conniver and wanted money. But believe what you want. Uh, basic movie, as I said, is about a family moves into a house, which is kind of possessed by evil spirits. And those evil spirits make the people in the house kind of go crazy. Um, you know, so crazy that the parents want to shoot their children. There were several sequels to this film, including one that involved some really crazy incest. Uh, I think it might have been the Amityville Horror 3? I don't know. It might have been 2 or 3. I'm not really sure. Uh, not my favorite movie. It's one of the best, supposedly based on true events. I wasn't happy about the ending. A lot of people, if you've seen the movie, don't really get why I say that. It's because I'm a sick person, I think. And I wanted a really twisted ending to the movie. Um, but if that really isn't up your alley, there are a couple other ones. There's a, you know, the Amer- an American Haunting, which came out not that long ago, was supposedly based off of the first recorded haunting in American history, um, showing, you know, uh, a family that a, the young daughter was possessed. And then you find out in the end what was going on, and there was a possession, but there was some other, you know, kind of nasty goings-on in the house. Uh, so that's another movie. Uh, there's also The Exorcism of Emily Rose. And I know a lot of people didn't want to see this because they thought it looked really scary. But I'm going to tell you now, this is one I don't recommend for Halloween just because, you know, it says exorcism in it. But the movie is mainly um, taking place during a court trial. 
about whether a priest can be considered responsible for the death that, that happened with Emily Rose because he believes she was possessed and it wasn't, you know, an actual medical problem. So uh, I definitely recommend if you're going to go with one, go with the Amityville Horror. That's probably your best bet if you want a very realistic movie for your Halloween night. Okay, next up. Uh, what is next up? Um, let me look at my paper. Oh, gory horror movies. Okay, I'm not a really huge fan of gory movies. I think that, uh, and this is my own little take on horror movies today, a lot of directors are taking out plot lines and just shoving in more gore. So it has the most basic plot line, but as long as the gore content is really high, it, it keeps us entertained. Um, I think it's kind of belittling our generation, to be honest, to assume that that's, that's what we just want to see. We don't need a great plot. And I won't name the movies recently that have been doing that, but there's a whole bunch of directors who have been doing that, and it kind of makes me nauseous. Um, but if you really are into gore, and gore does have its place in horror movies, it always has, there are, uh, number one, check out any zombie film. I know my boyfriend's kind of into zombie movies. It's, it's prime place to see gore. I mean, people, flesh-eating zombies. You're going to see people getting torn apart. Some are, some are worse than others. Uh, two other movies I would recommend are Dead Alive. Same idea, zombie sort of thing. Uh, which was actually directed by Peter Jackson of Lord of the Rings fame. Obviously, this was pre-Lord of the Rings, and probably something he wishes that he could, uh, you know, drop off his resume, but it's there. And also, Cannibal Holocaust. Cannibal Holocaust, I, I went online to find out exactly what people rated some of the best horror movies from, you know, people who really love horror movies, and they said Cannibal Holocaust was probably the most gory horror movie they've seen. And I've, I watched it, and um, the whole film is about a bunch of researchers go missing while kind of, you know, uh, in the jungle, so to speak. And uh, another group of researchers finds the tape and of what happened to these lost researchers. And um, from the title, Cannibal Holocaust, you may be able to get an idea what happened and what their encounter was like with the tribes people, but it is very gory. I mean, not only you're thinking, okay, maybe I see them get eaten, you see people getting impaled. Um, you know, I know all of us sit there and think, okay, it's not real, I know it's not really happening, but we still have a habit of watching really gory films, especially torture movies. We still cringe because we could imagine what that might be like. So if, if that's the way you are, don't get cannibal holocaust this is for people who are really big fans of gore and that's what you want to see um also if you're a big fan of gore obviously any of the exploitation films they have out um they have that one that's out i can't remember the name of it she's a, she, she plays a woman whom she plays she is a woman um and she's in they have a series of them and like one of them she's like a Nazi guard, and she, like, tortures the, the, the Jewish women in the camp, and, like, she's another one, she's in, like, I don't know, she's, like, a sheik, I don't know, but they're exploitation films, and for those of you who don't know, exploitation films are basically films where the entire time you're watching victims get tortured, they're exploited and humiliated and, you know, have to do just about every, you know, everything that the tormentor wants, and uh, they always kind of a little bit of a sexual undertone there. It always seems like taking S&M to, you know, the hundredth level. Um, 
but that's exploitation film. So that's those are definitely. I mean, if if you just want a regular horror film, you're not necessarily big into gory films. You know, you can get a zombie film, no problem. But if you're really into really gory, bloody movies, where you're gonna see people get torn limb from limb, you know, definitely Cannibal Holocaust, Dead Alive, uh, movies like that. Okay, so for those of you who want something different, um, and you're a big fan of independent films, they're definitely a really great variety of independent horror movies. Uh, one of them, of course, is The Blair Witch Project. I think that opened the door for a lot of independent horror movie makers. Um, it showed that you don't necessarily have to have a B-movie, you can have a really good film. Um, so one of the films I recommend is May. Uh, it's a, a bit sad. It's about a, someone who she grew up. Uh, it takes place when she's older, but you see her as a, a young girl. She had a lazy eye and had no friends except a doll. And when she's older, she decides that she's going to make her own best friend. She's going to create her own best friend. And, of course, she only uses the best body parts that she can get to make this best friend. And uh, I think you can figure out from there what the movie's going to be about. It's actually a really good film. It's, it's pretty poignant. And I said you feel bad for May. In a way, you can understand what she's doing. Um... And there is a bit of a disturbing scene where she she self mutilates, well, she self mutilates, and um, it's a bit as I said, it's a bit sad. But it's definitely a movie you should check out. Um, the other film I would recommend that's a great independent film that I'm a really big fan of is Session Nine. I remember first seeing this, I rented it. I believe I watched it with my cousin, and then I remember bringing it in high school. My friend had a had a, move, had a party on Halloween, and we watched horror movies, and this is the movie I brought. And I'm going to warn you now, you have to pay attention to the film. This is not a movie you just look away and talk like some of my friends did. You actually have to pay attention to it. Um, it also is a little bit of a, a personal meaning to me, because it was shot at Danvers State Hospital. And if you're from Massachusetts, you should know what Danvers State Hospital is. It's this really, really creepy hospital. <laughs> Um, and up in uh, Northern Mass. And the premise is, we're going to lay it out flat. There's a bunch of subplots to it, but a group of men come to remove asbestos from the state hospital. And sl- slowly things start happening in the hospital. Not like ghosts, but people start disappearing. If you watch the film closely enough, you could probably predict what's going on. Uh, but usually people don't. Unless you, unless you go into the film knowing, I'm going to analyze it, you, you don't. It's a really great film. It's creepy. Um, you know, it's, it's one I highly recommend. I don't know how easy it is for everyone to get. I know in Massachusetts you can get it because every rental place I go to, I see it. I don't own it, so you can't borrow it. But um, it's a great recommendation, as I said, especially for Massachusetts, just because you'll see Danvers State Hospital. And and then, as I said, if you've been up by there, you know it's this really grand-looking hospital that's been shut down. But it's really freaking creepy. <laughs> really, really creepy. And, okay. So I've covered a lot of territory already. So now I know what I'd be thinking is that if you go to the movie, if you go to your movie rental place and you go to pick out a, a movie and they don't have an original because I'm a big fan of watching the originals of all these films, what is at least a decent remake of films to watch? Because they make a whole bunch of sequels and prequels and remakes to movies and you really don't necessarily know if they're good or bad. So, two of them 
um, that I'd recommend. Uh, and and I'll actually recommend. I'll talk about another one that I just recently saw. As I said, the the new The Omen was actually fairly good. Uh, the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre, not the beginning. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the one that was done, I believe, back in 2003 is when it came out. Yeah. Um, the one with Jessica Biel. That one was actually a pretty good remake. If you've seen the original, uh, you know that the remake was pretty good, actually. It was thrilling. It wasn't um, overly bloody. It was it was pretty accurate to the original. Another one is The Hills Have Eyes. That one was also pretty accurate to the original, and it, it wasn't too bloody. There are a few scenes you can't help but laugh because it seems a bit goofy. But you have to remember, when the original The Hills Have Eyes came out, and I'm going to tell you, this is a little bit of horror history here, people left the theater and were horrified at some of the things that were going on in this film. And I, I won't go into too much detail, but two characters die, in particular in this film, that the audience was extremely appalled that they would let these two characters die. Um, and they die in the remake as well, <laughs> as they should, <laughs> for, for, you know, posterity purposes. But, um, it was a really well-done remake. I don't think it shocks people as much when they see these two characters die, but it was definitely a surprise to audiences. And so that was a really great remake as well. Um, I also just saw the new Halloween, the one directed by Rob Zombie. And it's not really a, a remake, it's almost a, a reinterpretation of the original Halloween. And, um, it was okay. Uh, I will tell you something. If you have never seen the original Halloween, don't bother seeing this one and thinking it will take the place. The original Halloween had Michael Myers as just a little boy who was just purely evil and grew into a very evil man and went around killing everybody and was hell-bent on murdering his family. In this film, Michael Myers, as a little boy, has an awful family and has a reason to want to kill everybody um, and seems to actually have a conscience. So he's really not that frightening. So if you're going to see the new Halloween, it's it's not my top recommendation, but don't look at it as a remake. Don't think you can watch it and substitute it for the original Halloween if you haven't already seen it. So those are my picks for remakes. Okay, I'm sure by this point you're all wondering, how much longer can she go? I'm actually wondering that too. Um, okay, so now I just have some basic recommendations that everyone should see. Um, you know, you've got The Shining and Carrie, two great Stephen King written stories turned into movies that are both really great. Um, Alien, the original. Uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula. Uh, if you want kind of a laugh and something a little bit creepy, you know, you can watch Sleepy Hollow with Johnny Depp. It's not the best, but I enjoy it. It's a good movie that, you know... Actually, it's one of the movies I watch when I'm sick for some reason. I don't know. It calms me down. I'm not really sure. And you've got kind of... Originally, I called it the Holy Trinity, but then, then I added one other movie. So, you've got the Holy Quadrant, let's put it that way, of horror movies. The Halloween movies, which I've seen every Halloween movie. Everyone. And there's been a lot of them. Uh, so you've got, in, in case you've never seen any of these, on the brief run, Halloween. Young boy, as I said, evil, grows up, still evil, tries to go kill his family. Um, I do, if you go to the rental place, and they're all out of many, most of the Halloweens, and they have Halloween 3 there, don't rent it. Halloween 3 has nothing to do with Michael Myers, has nothing to do with the Halloween franchise. Get Halloween 1. 
And if you've seen that, you can always get Halloween 2, which is a continuation of the night of Halloween 1. Halloween 4 and 5 are uh, Michael Myers out to get his niece, who makes an appearance, actually, in the Rob Zombies uh, version of, of Halloween as well. She actually gets murdered. Uh, well, she doesn't. Well, I'm not going to go there. But she's in the new Halloween. Um, and it continues on. I'll tell you, stick with the earlier ones. 1, 2, 4, and 5. Once you go beyond 5, they start getting kind of crappy. Uh, yeah, secondly, Nightmare on Elm Street. Another series. Um, Freddy. Hellbent on revenge because he was like a child molester and killer. Uh, townspeople found out about it. Stuck him in the furnace. Burnt him alive. He comes back in, in everyone's dreams and tries to kill them. The, pr- the premise is actually pretty scary to think that someone could come at you in your dreams, but most people know by now, Freddy is an extremely funny killer. He's got a very sick sense of humor, but you can't help laughing. Um, so, you know, definitely you can check out uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. If you, wa- if you like Johnny Depp, check out the original. Johnny Depp's in it. He bites the big one. Uh, also, Friday the 13th, the third of the trilogy. Jason. If you haven't seen the original, I can't really give you too much information on Jason the Killer. Because <laughs> it would kind of ruin something. Uh, but an overall premise, Jason, who is dead, comes back, kill people. I didn't say it applied to the first one. But <laughs> it's Jason comes back, and he's hell-bent on whoever kids come to Camp Crystal Lake. He comes back and kills them. I haven't seen every one of the Jason movies, so I can't really tell you about how, like, Jason in space fits in to everything, but you know, where Jason takes Manhattan, I can't really tell you how those fit into the whole Camp Crystal Lake thing, but, you know. The fourth mo- the fourth series, I had a debate about whether putting it in and making it a trilogy to a quadrant, but it's Hellraiser. I- I'm sorry, Pinhead is probably one of the creepiest killers out there. Pinhead, you find out later in the series how he ended up in Hell as one of the Cenobites. Um, who are these demons that come and bring people back to hell. Uh, but the basic idea of um, Hellraiser is that these people get the lament configuration, which is this box that channels the Cenobites to come and bring you to hell. And it will give you ultimate pain and ultimate pleasure. And uh, that's it, it's probably one of the gorier... I mean, that series started off fairly gory, actually. Um, it gets gorier as time goes along because the, the pain that they want to give is like S&M like you've never seen ripping things apart and ripping things off but um, Pinhead is probably you know a, one of the creepier um, killers in a horror movie you know it comes out all pins in his face and the whole you know leather outfit you know a little bit uh, you know creepy so, those are my holy, tr- uh, the, ho- the tr- quadrant of movies you should definitely be checking out. The great series. Um, now, I have two other things. If you've got kids and TV, those are the two other things I want to talk about. If you're watching kids, there are plenty of horror movies you can watch with kids around. I know you're not necessarily going to stick on Halloween, or you're going to put on a zombie movie. But, um, Disney does a couple of horror movies... <laughs> for kids' movies mainly, for kids to watch. Number one, the Disney Channel every year uh, during October puts on the um, quote-unquote Disney horror movies um, that were TV movies that they made. Hocus Pocus is usually on every year. 
um, with Bette Midler. I actually own that. I think it's a funny movie. It makes me giggle. It takes place in Sa- it's supposed to take place in Salem, Massachusetts, too. And if you're from Massachusetts, I suggest you go to Salem around Halloween time. It's always great. Um, also, they always put on uh, Halloween Town. There's four Halloween Town movies now. Uh, I actually will say it's a guilty pleasure. I do watch the Halloween Town movies. Um, there's uh, it's a great pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Watch the Charlie Brown thing. And there's also a movie called Something Wicked This Way Comes. And I'm going to tell you that this isn't just for kids. And to be honest, if it's for little kids, don't watch it. This is more of a teenager older. And even adults. This was actually a really creepy movie. I do own this. It's very hard to find. And Disney did make it. But I remember first time seeing it. I saw it probably when I was 13. Thinking, this is really freaking creepy. For little kids. There's no way in hell I'd let my little kid watch this film. So don't let little kids watch it. It's slightly older than that. Um, it can cause nightmares. And if you're an adult, check it out too. I mean, it was really good. And if you're looking for something on TV besides watching Disney Channel um, television movies, uh, you can either watch AMC. AMC does, I think it's the week of Halloween. They do seven days of horror or whatever it is. You can check it out in October when it comes around. Um, they air horror movies at all times. Um, I warn you now, though, because the movie you may want to see might be on at 3 o'clock in the morning. That's just the way it works. You never really know. And they usually do the same movies every year. It's usually series. They usually always do Halloween. Uh, they'll throw in a few old movies. Um, they'll do Nightmare on Elm Street. Movies like that. Um, if you want TV shows you could rent, um, one thing I'm a big fan of is the Masters of Horror series. It was on. It's on Showtime. They still do it. You can get them on DVD now. Uh, the master directors of horror movies got together, and each one of them arranged about an hour episode for this show. And some of them are really good. Um, you know, I would say Jennifer was pretty good. It's really predictable, but the girl's face and it is so creepy. I mean, you'll have nightmares about it. Um, I'm trying to remember what some of the other ones were that were really good. Cigarette Burns was pretty good, too. The the premise of Cigarette Burns. Uh, the Fair-Haired Child. That was probably one of my favorites. And I think especially because I'm a young person, it can be go, yeah. It's a good movie. Alright, so those are the, the main recommendations I have for film and television that you should be checking out around Halloween. Um, any other recommendations I have, you know, just around Halloween time, if you want to just make Halloween... Uh, more enjoyable for yourself. And I know some people are really not into Halloween, and some people really are. So some of you may be saying, I'm not even going to bother watching a horror movie because I don't care. And there are others of you saying, I'm going to get all dressed up, and I'm going to go out, and, you know, whatever. Uh, You know, depending on where you live, you know, there's always hay rides and things like that to go on. It's the fall. Um, There's also usually haunted houses around. uh, And I know some people don't like them because they say, I don't like being afraid. I'll tell you something. I went to a haunted house with my ex-boyfriend when I was at college. And um, we went. It was three couples. We all went together. And the boys got out of the haunted house first. And then we followed. And the boys were off to the, the side towards a fence. And we were kind of like in an alleyway. And all of a sudden, we three girls turned around because we heard a chainsaw. And Leatherface uh, from Texas Chainsaw Massacre started chasing after us with a chainsaw. We were scared out of our minds. We ran. We literally ran. And the boys all said it was like something like out of a movie. We just turned, stopped, stared in horror, and just fled. 
And, you know, at the time, it may have scared the hell out of us, but now I can laugh about it. It was a really, really funny time. Um, it's things like that you don't forget. So definitely check them out. And there's some that are more scary than others. Some they hold at schools, and some... The best ones are the ones that are kind of out in the field in the middle of nowhere. Also, if you're from Massachusetts, we have Spooky World, America's favorite horror theme park. Uh, I had been to it when it was in Berlin. Um, they don't have it there anymore, which is where it was the scariest, and they did the hayride. Um, then they moved it to Gillette, which I was at Gillette when they did it. Not so good. I don't know how it is now. It's at, like the Bayside Expo, I believe. Uh, if you want to meet, though, you know, famous, you want to meet celebrities who are in horror movies, great place to go. I met the original Jason. I had him sign a mask for me. Um, bunch of collectibles to buy, mazes, haunted houses, things like that. So you can always go there. Other than that, you know, just keep in mind, you know, have fun in Halloween. Even if you're not big into it, you know, whether you're you're with tons of friends and you're dressed up or you're, you know, taking a brother or sister trick-or-treating or you're just home by yourself and you want to watch a horror movie, you know, have fun with it. So, you know, have a safe, happy Halloween. Eat tons of candy. Um, no matter how old you are, at least have some sort of chocolate bar, even if you are on a diet. And enjoy it, you know. And, and keep in mind, when you're picking out a horror movie... If you're watching with friends, know what friends do and don't like. If you have a friend that's petrified of spiders or, you know, really gets overly emotional with horror movies, go with something lighter, you know. Um, so those are my recommendations. I hope you, I hope they're good for you. I hope you use them. I hope you enjoy them. And they're, they're everything I told you they'd be. So have a great Halloween. Uh, have a lot of fun. And uh, keep the screams going.